hour, a second migrant caravan in Guatemala heads towards Mexico with the hope of eventually coming to the U.S. Should Congress take action now? Joining us is R.J. Hauman. Uh, he's in, with the Government Relations Director of FAIR, the Federation for American Immigration Reform. R.J., welcome to the show. Thanks for having me on, Newell. Hope you're doing well. Uh, always a pleasure to have you guys on. Um, you know, the, the first caravan, uh, a lot of what President Trump has been saying and the warnings, it seems as though many of the Central American countries countries are heeding those warnings and some of the uh, caravanners themselves are, are turning around but yet a second caravan uh, is growing in numbers tell us about that yeah well i mean we can't we can't ignore this first one as well i mean they're still far away um, but the ranks have definitely swelled mexico we've been kind of working with our central american partners again that's one thing president trump can do in the interim before congress can act you work with the central american countries and especially mexico president trump has obviously threatened to deny foreign aid um, with mexico he could definitely use the nafta negotiations as a carrot to kind of get them um, to, to uh, help with this effort and he can also send down the military potentially trump's considering a lot of things but but again yeah there's a second caravan forming right now following this first one i supposedly the people in the second caravan are hoping to eventually catch up to this first caravan so this is really a, a full-fledged crisis that we have right now. It's an organized assault on our border. You have these open borders groups, some transnational criminal organizations as well, that are kind of weaponizing migration of sorts. They're taking advantage of these people. I mean, I think everybody can argue that, that these people in Central America, you know, they have a tough life down there. There's crime, there is violence. And these groups are really taking advantage of these people to kind of make a political point and, and take advantage um, of our sovereign borders. You know, oftentimes we, fig- we forget about the number of people that have a tough life here, that are citizens that live within our borders, that we're challenged day in and day out. And mm-hmm. a number of elected officials in California have recently come forward and said, we have a crisis in California. We need to look at ourselves critically in the mirror when we get up every morning and understand the challenges that we face, and we're not meeting the challenge. No, absolutely. You have, we have large homeless populations in our country. I walk by uh, many homeless people to work every day here in Washington, and, and you have veterans as well that, that are on tough times as well. And, and those are the people that we should be helping, you know, not people in third-world countries. And, again, we have to worry about the message that we do send. I mean, there's violence and poverty all over the world. So if we use violence and poverty, you know, as a grounds to be able to make an asylum claim and stay here and, and be able to come here to the United States, where does that end? I mean, we cannot import everybody that is going through a tough time in, in a third world country, whether it's due to violence or, or economic issues as well. We can't send the message to the world that you can come here. And if we do, if we do that, these places you know, the, the Honduras, you know, Guatemala, places, again, where, where the governments are corrupt, where they have a lot of violence, those places will never get better if we relieve those countries of their responsibility to their people by letting them all come here. And speaking of responsibility, I'm always puzzled by the folks on the left that seem as though Trump is asking Mexico to do something out of the ordinary. 
All he's asking them to do is to enforce their own immigration laws. Yeah, no, I think Mexico is kind of seeing what we go through here in our country. Again, if you look at those videos of the people storming the border between Guatemala and Mexico, and then Mexico's put in that situation as well is, is you know, how do we stop these people? You know, do we, you know, do we send in our military? Do we allow them to claim asylum? I, again, Mexico's getting a taste of their own medicine somewhat after not being a partner um, with the United States when we've been begging them for years to help address the migration crisis. It's just an interesting situation that we have down down the border you know for years I think if you look about going back to maybe 2000 when border numbers were spiking really high at the beginning of the Bush administration you had primarily young working-age Mexican males were, were the primary illegal immigrants now it's all people from Central America and primarily families and children and the reason why is because of all these loopholes in our asylum laws that again that allow people to come here make a frivolous claim and and, and the fact is is uh, with a, such a backlog um, in our asylum system it takes two years you know for your claim to be adjudicated and we simply don't have enough detention space so as people wait um, for their claim to be adjudicated we release them into the interior of the country and in many cases that is exactly what those people want they want to be released and then they just disappear into the illegal population so until congress gets smart changes the laws these things are going to keep happening a border wall can't solve our current crisis you can have a wall from sea to shining sea a mile in the air but the fact is all these people just will come to a port of entry and claim asylum we got to get smart we got to change the laws congress should come back from the campaign trail and take care of this crisis rj i want to talk about that process when we return can you stay with us through the break we'll be right back we're talking to rj howman with fair federation for american immigration reform we're back and we're talking to rj howman government relations director for fair federation for american immigration reform and rj one of the things that i wanted to talk about is is that the trump administration has encouraged people to go to the port of entry to seek asylum and to go through this process that's it A completely different issue and totally separate from those that are swimming across the Rio Grande to get into uh, the border states. But what, you know, puzzles me all the time is the criticism at the administration, uh, and they're talking about metering, uh, which is limiting the number of asylum seekers it processes each day. But at the same time, they, they criticize them for not collecting adequate info on families for purposes of um, reunification. Uh, they have to vet these people for homeland security purposes, and they have to just do generalized vetting of these folks as well in order to figure out who they are, why they are, and what they are. Yeah, the administration can do just some minor things, some tweaks, but they have to they have to operate within existing law and the existing framework. They can't again just stop um, accepting these asylum applications. So again, yeah, they're trying to slow things down. That's one way they can kind of have some type of deterrent. But kind of the process, you know, goes like this: is these people they come to a port of entry or they get apprehended and they do what they claim is it's called credible fear. So it's basically the magic words that these people are coached up to say by a lot of these left-wing lawyers and criminal groups down in Central America and in Mexico. 
you say, hey, I have credible fear of returning to my homeland. And, and there's several things that are basis for a credible fear claim. It's, you know, political oppression as being a part of a social group um, and some other things that are, that are more political in nature. And again, these, a lot of these people, again, they know how to game the system. They, they, in many cases, lie, make a frivolous claim, and they get past that initial credible fear interview. So you do an interview right kind of down at the border, and if your if claim is found to be credible, which in many cases it is, then you have the basis for a legitimate asylum claim before an immigration judge. And now our asylum backlog is insane. I believe it's over 270,000 pending cases uh, before USCIS and another 250,000 pending before the EOIR, which are our immigration courts. So these people, it'll take years for their claims to be adjudicated. And then because we don't have enough detention space, because Congress doesn't adequately fund detention beds, uh, these people just get released into the interior of the country. And again, a lot of them know that their claim is frivolous, so they have no intention of showing up in court to have that claim heard. They just disappear into the interior of the country. The administration needs the, 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 the standards to be tightened. Uh, they need to close these loopholes and, and notably elevate the standard of proof for these initial credible fear interviews. However, that just takes an act of Congress. And again, the administration is calling on Congress to, to, to close these loopholes, as are we, because I'll tell you what, um, you know, these people down in Central America, they know how to exploit our laws. And they know our laws better than Congress, it feels like. You know, before 2013, only one of every 100 arriving aliens claimed credible clear. Yes, credible fear. Now it's one of every ten. So again, this is a problem that has grown. We know how to fix it. Again, it just takes that some political will right now. Has there been an official designation relative to any of these countries in in Central America as being uh, oppressive governments? No, I mean, I think a lot of the issues with these governments, I mean, Venezuela is probably the most oppressive government down in the area, but a lot of these immigrants, uh, these migrants aren't coming from Venezuela. These, these are just countries that are third world countries. Again, they don't, they, the, the economic production is relatively low. There is violence. I mean, the, 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 the triangle down there is one of the most violent areas in the country, I mean, in the world, but there's so many violent countries out there in the world. General violence cannot be grounds for an asylum claim. Once we send the message that crime or violence in general in an entire country is grounds for an asylum claim, again, we open up our borders to the entire world. Okay, we need to get smart. We need to change these laws. And if we don't change these laws, Newell, then it will affect our ability to help people who actually do have valid asylum claims, people who are really running um, or are oppressed in other parts of the world. We're unable to help those people when you have a vast majority who are simply trying to get game the system, come here illegally, and then send money back to their homeland. Is there ever going to be a process, when we're talking about a backlog, I think you said 270 and 240 over a half. Yeah, it's about 500K, yeah. About 500,000 case backlog. I mean, that that's years. And they, they'll, yeah. ne- they'll never catch up. No, and again, this is, this is where Congress comes into play, too. I know a lot of people right now are focusing on, oh, what can President Trump do? What can the administration do? Again, I, you know, I know it's because it's part of my job working with Congress every day, but again, it all goes back to Congress. Congress are the ones who need to fund the hiring for new immigration judges, new ICE attorneys 
attorneys to prosecute these cases. If Congress doesn't fund, you know, the administration's increases that they're calling for to help plow through this backlog, then the problem is just going to keep going on because the backlog is growing at a faster rate than we can get through it. So again, we have a, the, the, the we need a Department of Homeland Security funding bill that needs to be passed by December seventh. The administration is looking for that to contain border wall funding, the president's key campaign promise. But what this caravan crisis is showing is that it isn't just a border wall. Again, we need to close these loopholes in our asylum laws. We need resources. Again, we need more detention space. Congress needs to appropriate money for more detention space, more immigration judges, more ICE attorneys, so we can uh, handle the problem as a whole, because a wall itself simply won't cut it. You know, all in any attempts to maintain due process and make sure that, uh, you know, the human rights are, are preserved and everything else. It's not that people is just saying we just don't want to have that. But, you know, what's interesting is that this this doesn't address the fact that Border patrols making, is it a thousand arrests a day at the border? Oh, yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, the, fam- the apprehension numbers for September, I don't have the specific ones in front of me, but, I mean, they're the highest we've seen in years. And you have to remember... You know, you have to – apprehensions and arrests are only part of it. I mean, there are a lot of people that do get through. Um, yeah, they're as high as ever. I mean, the Border Patrol does great work down there. But, again, from a resources standpoint, they're stretched thin. I know President Trump has, has tried to swell the ranks of the Border Patrol and get them the tools they need to enforce our laws and keep us safe down there. But, again, that falls on Congress. So we're hopeful that the administration does take a hard line. And, listen, if Democrats refuse – to come to the table and fund the border wall, close these loopholes, and give our brave men and women of ICE and CBP the resources and the manpower that they need, then you know what? If the government does shut down, so be it. I think the American people will side with the rule of law, side with border security, and the administration on this, and recognize that that the Democrats' open border agenda is all they care about. In light of the last two days of events, it's amazing that no one would want to side with the rule of law, because that's what's going to pull us pull us through at the end of the day. Yep. R.J. Hammond, uh, Government Relations Director, FAIR, Federation for American Immigration Reform. We certainly appreciate your time and your insight. Thanks Thank again. Thank you. Always a pleasure. Have a great weekend.